Hi, and welcome to Being Lutheran, a podcast dedicated to proclaiming the excellencies of Jesus Christ and the biblical theology expressed in the Lutheran Confessions. Today, Pastor Jason Goodham, Pastor Brett Bo, and myself continue our discussion on the fourth petition of the Lord's Prayer, looking at Psalm 23. Welcome to the Being Lutheran Podcast. I am Pastor Brett Bow, and I have with me my friends that are uh, fourth petition gifts from God. Good, fr- oh, good, good friends. Bravo. Pastor Jason Goodham. Pastor Brian Rickey. Yes. We're, we're exercising our vocations as podcasters. Vocations. I think this, yeah, I think that's the first time I've been called a gift instead of a thorn. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about uh, our perspective, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah right. Every rose has a snow. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, oh man. Oh, oh I'm wow. older than both of you yeah. and you shouldn't you, even know you, that. Song. You pulled that one way out of left field. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh man. So what are we doing today, Brett? Yeah. <laughs> As is our custom. I like saying that for some reason. Uh we makes us feel organized and Yeah, right. Ex- exactly. <laughs> yep. If you listen to us regularly, you, you know that we usually have about two episodes as we deal with a petition or commandment or whatever we're going through. We happen to be in the Lord's Prayer looking at the fourth petition, and then we're going to walk through an Old Testament passage today, and then next week we'll walk through a New Testament passage. Yep. Again, illustrating that the material of our Lutheran confessions is based off of and drawn from the truth of Scripture. Mm -hmm. That this isn't just human innovation. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is what the Scriptures uh, Mm -hmm. are teaching us. They were pulling it from the Scripture and summarizing. It's just biblical exposition. Mm -hmm. And and we we subscribe because they are true. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah, so... That doesn't mean we'll we'll have a good time trying to figure out what we're gonna which passage we're gonna talk about. Yeah, and it's so many to choose from, but yeah. we've settled on today, Psalm twenty three. Mm-hmm. Kind of an obscure passage, tucked away scripture. People don't <laughs> yeah, really heard of it. People don't go there very often. Uh, so it'll be good, right. you know, exposing our listeners to maybe seldom studied or thought about <laughs> passages. It's definitely scripture. a scripture that's never quoted on TV. Yeah, or anything, no, or, so. or sketched on a pillow. Or found on the inside <laughs> cover of funeral bulletins like yeah. I'm doing on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And of course, we're being facetious, but right. it is... Uh, should we say an oldie, but a goodie. An oldie, yeah. but a goodie. And uh, I just heard a podcast on this psalm recently, and the the hosts and the guests mm-hmm. were talking about it's, we need to study the most well-known scripture passages most often because those are the passages that we often take for granted what God is saying to us. Mm-hmm. And yep. to do a study of Psalm 23 is to really dig into it and mm-hmm. find out, well, what does this have to say? How is this pointing us to Jesus? And in this case, how is this talking about our daily bread? Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, without further ado, I will read that for us. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Amen. Psalm 23. Cool. Yeah, yeah, one of the things that just jumps right out at you in the first couple of verses is 
emphasis on he does this, he does that, yep. he does it, God's work. God's here. doing the work. Yeah, yeah. amen. And, and that will go hand in hand with, with with what we've been talking about on the Lord's Prayer. God's mm-hmm. name is holy on its own. God's will is accomplished on His own. Mm-hmm. His kingdom comes on its own. God is providing for us on a daily basis without our asking because mm-hmm. we are talking about, we are confessing the nature of God, who he's right. revealed himself to be. Right. And he is revealing himself to be a shepherd. You know, what an interesting, of, of all the occupations in the world to pick out for God and his relationship with the people, sheep shepherd. You know, and, mm-hmm. and I'm not... I'm not an OT scholar by any mm-hmm. sense of the imagination. I'm not an expert, but I do remember learning at several different points in my background and in, in informal training for seminary and mm-hmm. Bible school that shepherds in the ancient Middle East were the lowest of the low. Mm-hmm. You know, they were they were outcasts of society. They didn't have a social status. Kind of like pastors? Yeah. <laughs> well, pastor <laughs> we means shepherd. Go, yeah, yeah we, we can go there in a second too, yeah. but... Uh, you know, that God would identify himself with this occupation. Mm-hmm. And it's not the only one. He also identifies yeah, himself as sure. a king. Yep. You know, we, we have passages that talk about his majesty, but when it, when it comes to the intimacy mm-hmm. of how we relate to God, it, it's this picture of the shepherd you know, guiding the sheep. And, and it's, it's so interesting. You, you brought up pastors and, and just talking about how God interacts with the world. I'm immediately thinking of that Facebook video mm-hmm. that oh, circulated yeah. about four or five months ago with that, the sheep that beating shepherd up the, the absolutely getting lambasted by that mm-hmm. one sheep over and over and over again. It was it was. I think I brutal. posted. I posted that actually. <laughs> Someone I, I know. Several of my friends who are pastors. Like, want to know what it's like being a pastor? <laughs> but you know, it's the amount of abuse. Yeah. The shepherd takes from these sheep that he wants nothing more than to take care of. Mm-hmm. You know, we we can kind of get prideful as pastors in in that badge of honor, but we think about how God does it. Man, God takes abuse from us all the time. He's mm-hmm. he his name is blasphemed. He's accused of crimes he doesn't commit. He's he has, you know, his glory robbed even in the church where we should know better than to take away the glory of his salvation mm. uh, is we're trying to give ourselves credit for that. We're trying yeah. to say we meet God halfway mm-hmm. and, you know, it's all that stuff. But this is how God reveals how he relates to us mm-hmm. as a shepherd, as a kind, good, benevolent shepherd capable of caring for his sheep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and we see here how he cares for our physical needs, really, um, or food and water, sustenance. He sustains yep. us. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. And yeah, certainly you can see physical needs. You can also see spiritual needs here in Psalm 23. There's spiritual needs. There's emotional needs. You, know, you have this sense of protection. Mm-hmm. I shall but, not want. Yeah, yeah it's, it's all in, there's a table of, prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies mm-hmm. that protection yeah protection it's all this is daily bread stuff though mm-hmm. it, it's all that gives us the confidence on a day-to-day basis to trust in God knowing that our cares and anxieties will be mm-hmm. met mm-hmm. and in um, I'm, I'm ripping this off from another pastor I just heard the podcast was on the it's the white horse in mm-hmm a podcast of Mike Horton and Modern Reformation. They just had a guest, I can't remember his name, talking about uh, a book he wrote about seeing Jesus in the Psalms. But the the one thing he wanted to point out about Psalm 23 is that oftentimes when we read English poetry, uh, the point of the poetry is at the end Mm -hmm. of the poem 
or at the beginning in Hebrew poetry because they have this chiastic structure mm-hmm. where they build yep. up to something and then flow away from that is right in the middle. In the middle of Psalm uh, 23 is verse four, the phrase, for you are with me. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point. Yeah. Amen. Of the psalm is that you are with me, and the rest of the psalm makes absolute sense with the understanding that mm-hmm. the 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 main thought, the main idea here is that you mm-hmm. are with me, and if that isn't a daily bre- pre- a daily bread prayer, mm-hmm. I'm not sure what is because yeah. God is with us to the extent that He knows our needs and He provides for mm-hmm. what we need for, and that's a comfort. Hmm. What a what a God, yeah, what a God that does this for us, that loves us in this way. Um, yeah, what else do we see here in terms of thinking about the fourth petition in particular, um, looking at Psalm 23? Well, if we just start in verse one and work our way down, uh, I know last episode we talked about how the, the fourth petition is really married to the seventh commandment. Yep. It's also married to the ninth and 10th commandments mm-hmm. on coveting, yep. uh, mm-hmm. because you know, the, the, the I shall not want, I shall yeah. not want it's, it's the ninth and 10th commandments promote contentment. Mm -hmm. They promote being satisfied with what God has given us. And the very fact that God is our shepherd, that is the answer to our discontent that Mm -hmm. I shall not want because I have a shepherd who is caring for me, who Mm -hmm. is leading me to the places I need to go, who is giving me the food I need to be sustained, who is providing Mm -hmm. me the protection so that I'm not cowering in fear every day in my life. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's again, the, seeing the genius of Luther and capturing even a small bit of the genius of scripture in, in the interconnectedness of everything we believe and confess, how the the Ten Commandments don't stand on their own, mm-hmm. that they're related. We talked about how they're related to the creed and now yep. the Lord's Prayer. It's all woven together right. with this one message in mind. And again, presence of God is highlighted. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really where at least for my life, when I started to see the, some of those connections that made me appreciate being a Lutheran all the more, uh, where, you know, the, the catechism isn't just those three parts and you're done with it, but it's it's the three, you know, the Lord's Lord's Prayer, uh, Ten Commandments, Apostles' Creed, and they're all, all interconnected with each other that shows a life with God. God, yeah. uh, God is my shepherd. God is, is uh, providing all I need. Well, I think there, in that, and it's well said, there, there's two things we should be pulling out. Uh, the first is Luther's comment on the catechism that we can never master it. Mm-hmm. You know, we read it through once and we think we're experts, mm-hmm. just like we read anything online. You know, I can watch a video online and it tells me how to fix my kitchen sink and suddenly I'm a plumber, right? Uh, that's not necessarily the case. It's, uh, the small catechism was the Christian manual for the Christian home. Mm-hmm. It was given to fathers to raise their families and lead their households in. But not only that, we should be daily educating ourselves with mm. the material of the catechism because mm-hmm. we, I, you know, I've gone through this curriculum two or three times on my own and, and, uh, yeah, no, I just, okay. I, I just <laughs> wanted to, to stop. I, I like how you said, you know, thinking about it daily. I just wanted to ask you real quick, do you actually open your catechism daily or how do you? I have, as part of my devotions, uh, I do a daily book of Concord reading. There's a mm-hmm. reading plan in the whole book of Concord. I, it should be catechism, but uh, w- the structure of my devotions, and it's not a daily thing. Don't think I'm overly pious. I, I often struggle with the consistency in my own devotional mm-hmm. life. 
Um, I first use, um, it's called The Treasury of Daily Prayer, mm-hmm. a book that's put out by Concordia Publishing House. They actually have an app that just delivers to you the daily readings instead mm-hmm. of flipping the pages. That's called the Pray Now app. Yep. It's on both Android and um, iOS. Yeah, I highly recommend that. Mm-hmm. So I do that, and as part of the, the daily prayer, orders of daily prayer, they have you confess the creed and hmm. pray the Lord's Prayer. So that's part of it. And I have at times been faithful and also confessing the commandments. Mm-hmm. Um, but then in supplement to that, there's the Book of Concord, the reader's edition of the Book of Concord, or you can go to bookofconcord.org, mm-hmm. uh, has daily readings Monday yep. through Friday of the whole Book of Concord. And I make sure that's part of my reading. Yeah, so good. I, I've got the, the, the Pray Now app, the, um, the Book of Concord reading, and then I try to also supplement that with some sort of reading mm-hmm. uh, during the day so that I'm making sure that I'm spending time reading theology or reading something that supplements my faith. And mm-hmm. so that's what my devotions look like, but it, it should be. We yeah. should. No, thanks for that. Just, it was just a random thought I had, yeah. of, you know, thinking about, you know, how, how can this become part of our daily well, life? This is part of the reason Luther advocated for us to memorize the catechism so that we can bring it up when we need to. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, you know, I, almost every time I go through pastoral counseling with someone, at some point when they're confessing sin or they're struggling with a life situation, it, it's just easy for me to say, you know what, pull open the large catechism to this mm-hmm. section and read it, you know, consistently mm-hmm. every day for five days. You know, it's, what is it, Mark, learn, uh, how is it, read, Mark, learn, and inwardly digest? Is that the Luther's hmm. phase? I can't remember how that goes exactly. I always mm-hmm. get them screwed up. Oratio tentat. Yeah, that one too. Yeah. I like that. Um, but it should be a daily part of our lives. And then the other thing I wanted to point out about the Book of Concord is the Lutheran emphasis on comfort. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so many uh, of the systems of American Christianity and the various denominations we have in the 21st century focus on what we do now as believers, mm-hmm. what mm. our requirement is uh, to serve God. And the Lutherans, for 500 years now, we've just been emphasizing repeatedly, if we've been doing it right, what God is doing for us for our comfort. And it's that assurance of salvation, again, that allows us to live our lives of vocation, that frees us to love our neighbors. And, and that that fits in with the with Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You know, mm-hmm. and he, his rod and his staff, they comfort me, the protection and guidance at mm-hmm. the same time. And so it's, oh. um, you know, and in the midst of being disciplined, because the yeah. Lord disciplined those whom he loves. Well, so. it, it, it's almost like, uh, you know, if you had an orphan that was used to fighting for their survival because they didn't have everything Mm. given to them that when they're adopted, the parents are saying, we we're giving you all that you need and there's no more fighting. There's no more, they're scraping to, uh, to find what you have. We, you have everything we're giving, we're providing what you need. Yeah. And it's, you know, there, there are those stories. It's a compelling story that's Mm -hmm. been built on this idea of, a person being adopted by a family who finds him stealing from them in the middle of the night as yeah. if they weren't going to provide for him, right? right? That sort of thing. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You know, one other thing I like about Psalm 23, I think we should draw out, is the acknowledgement of suffering. Yeah, right. Exactly. You know, verse 4, right. even though I walk through the valley yeah. of the shadow of death. Mm-hmm. And the, the life of the Christian receiving daily bread isn't a life always of ease and peace and mm-hmm. comfort and, yep. and confidence and receiving that daily bread. There's times each of us have been through where we don't know where our daily bread in the the form of health 
mm-hmm. is going to come from or in the form of material provision. Mm-hmm. But, you know, isn't it when, when we lack or when we have pain or strife or difficulties in our life, that's basically because we don't have enough faith, right? That's what that mm-hmm. is. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you say there, uh, yeah. <laughs> but I think a lot of people equate that. I, you know, and I'm not trying to. I'm I'm kind of being tongue in cheek, of sure. course. Or what did I, I do, do wrong? I do. To, I, yeah. I believe that there's something kind of in our sinful nature mm-hmm. that somehow we think we're being punished. You know what I'm saying? I had a really good friend who was just in a car wreck recently, you know, and there was like, oh, what did I do? Yep. Mm. You know, and that's almost like, a, it's almost like an inward response. And I, mm-hmm. and yep. I think that because in our sinful nature, because the law is written on heart, we understand that we are born separated from God in mm-hmm. need of a savior in some way, shape or form, yep. whether we acknowledge it, whether we're in denial about it or whatever. But when bad things happen to good people, I think there is this knee-jerk response from the American church, especially like, what did I do to deserve this? And look. even in Eastern culture, that was really the case well, that's karma. with like Job's friends. Yeah. They were making, yeah. you know, principles, promises, you know, these principles that God gives us that if you do these things, then this will, should happen, you know, but it's not a promise, no. you know, and, and we, we confuse those things. And I think mm-hmm. it's really important to differentiate that is that, you know, that difference that James talks about between God testing and testing. You know, that all good things come from the Father. Well, then automatically, what do, where do all bad things come from? Not the Father. No, exactly. But we, it's, it, 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 even though it seems that simple, no. we don't do that. And we blame God for things that, honestly, it's really the devil's fault. Well, you know? And, and, you know, walking through someone who's struggling with that, what lesson does God have to learn? First of all, if you say, well, the God has a purpose in all of this. If you're trying to comfort someone who's suffering, you really just put them in chains. I kind of get mad when people say that. Yeah, Can well, I be honest? Mm-hmm. When you're suffering, and I've been through this, there is nothing more awful to hear than, well, God God has a lesson for you or God has a purpose in all of this. You know yeah. what? And we I'm already about, broken down. Now I you know. just made me feel more bad about it. And we talked about this in <clears throat> another episode. It's not that we can't learn something from it. That's not the purpose. Mm-hmm. No. It's, yeah. We always look for God's presence and not his purpose. But you know, not to reduce it to a formula, but here's the deal. Uh, sometimes we suffer because we make stupid decisions, because we're sinners, because yep. as Absolutely. sinners, we're idiots. To the extent that that's the situation you're in, repent, because God has nothing but forgiveness for you. And, and, and we should not be minimizing the role of self-examination. But at other times, there are tragedies in this world because not only we are sinful, but we live in a sinful and broken creation. It's mm-hmm. fallen. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Satan's you know, roaming around like a roaring lion looking for someone who he might devour. And, and in that sense, uh, what we're done... What the answer is, is that there isn't necessarily an answer that will make us feel better, but we are being called uh, to have faith in God. Mm-hmm. We're, we're to, to cry out to God, to pour out our emotions to him, to, to know that he suffers with us. And mm-hmm. in fact, uh, he has suffered in our place. Mm-hmm. And, and so will we, you know, it, it's tremendous confidence and it, it's an amazing word of scripture that even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, uh, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, that that even though is a hard part of that to come through when you're actually in the shadow of death, you know, and it's a hard part not to fear. Mm-hmm. But it's where we train ourselves to turn the eyes of our faith onto God when we suffer. And the only way we can do that is through regular prayer. 
is through regular time spent in God's word and through remembering these things now when we're not suffering, mm-hmm. you know, to, to train and to prepare it. It works the same way as persecution. In America, we're not being persecuted, but we should right now be preparing to be persecuted because it's coming, you know, for suffering what we need to do is look at how the church treats those who are suffering instead of give the people who are suffering a lesson Mm -hmm. to to give them, you know, what what they need is they need the pressure on on them to find the reason for. We take the words of scripture that we mourn with those who mourn. Yep. And, And so you see someone mourning, your job isn't to help them get over it. They're mourning for a reason. Your job is to mourn with them, Mm -hmm. to let them know that they aren't alone, Mm -hmm. that you have compassion, and then, you know, to direct them to God with their concerns, Mm -hmm. to, 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 you know, walk with them in prayer. And and that's the comforting thing that is done here. And and that's all part of our daily bread. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right, right. Well, any other closing thoughts on... On Psalm 23. No, I think it's just a great reminder of of the great God that we do serve, as you kind of mentioned earlier, and how, again, gratitude and thankfulness and humility should really flow out of acknowledging all that he really does for us and, and, and understanding that we don't under, we don't know all that God know that does. We don't know all that God does for us. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I just, to, to not, as much as possible as an act of worship, to not take that for granted. Mm-hmm. Yep. I agree. Yeah, there's, you know, there, the danger of, first of all, covering a topic like this with a passage like this is we could fill another 30 episodes yeah, right, without right. exhausting the material. But the point here is to see how God does provide so that when it looks like he's not providing, we can remember that it's not in God's character to maliciously withhold blessing from mm-hmm. us, that there's something else going on and it's not a lesson we need to learn. It's not necessarily, although it could be a behavior we need to change. It's a call to prayer and it's a call to faith. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Well, as Jesus uh, encouraged us in the Sermon on the Mount to not be anxious, I'd like to read the end of this statement that he made in Matthew chapter six. Therefore, do not be anxious saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles or unbelievers seek after such things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need all of them. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Please look us up on the web at beinglutheran.com. Also, invite a friend to check us out on iTunes. Please join us next week as Pastor Jason, Pastor Brett, and myself wrap up our discussion on the fourth petition of the Lord's Prayer. God bless you and have a great week.